to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning, and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. What a beautiful week we have had. We've had um, a little bit of rain, uh, just... Uh, Really nice temperatures, a little warm uh, today and tomorrow, but it's, uh, you know, it's summer, uh, so the, uh, it's actually kind of enjoyable to, to have, uh, to have a little bit of heat. Um, in the landscape, uh, you know, things are really growing well. The, the, you know, so we've had, uh, really decent moisture for July, you know, for the month of July and, uh, which sometimes at that time of the year can get to be uh, quite dry. So, the plants are really, uh, they're looking pretty good. Uh, some of the things to pay attention to, uh, you know, the hostas, uh, uh, at this time of the year, sometimes they have a tendency, especially some of the older varieties, uh, they can, uh, they kind of get uh, burned out or they, you know, they get, or the, the slugs get to them and they kind of chew them all up. Uh, you can actually cut those back down to like about three, four inches. Uh, feed them osmocote, water them in, uh, and uh, within about three weeks or so, they will be back up and they'll be beautiful and fresh and they should really look quite outstanding, um, all the way through fall. Uh, the same thing with mums. Sometimes if you have mums already planted, uh, that they've been there for a while, uh, if they're, you know, if they're still too tall and they're flopping over, uh, I would just go ahead and cut them back halfway, cut them down to, you know, just about the halfway mark. Uh, feed them heavy with osmocote and, uh, they will be, uh, right back up, uh, uh, growing, uh, in, and they will be blooming, uh, at a very, very heavy rate and they'll be much more, uh, uh, st- they have a tendency to stand up versus falling over. Uh, the same thing with, you know, your annuals, you know, make sure that you keep them well fed. Uh, it does help at this time of the year as we get into the heat, uh, to use a liquid miracle grow. Uh, just over on the foliage, uh, that really does help, uh, give them, you know, some, uh, a little bit extra boost right through the, um, uh, right through the foliage. And it keeps, uh, the, the plants really looking good through the summer. Uh, just remember most of those, uh, new varieties of annuals, they're bred, uh, to take, uh, cool temperatures a lot more. So when they come September and October and sometimes even November, they look at their best. So well worth the time to take care of them at this time and to help them along so that, uh, when we get to that time, you can really get super enjoyment out of them. Uh, keep your lawnmower, uh, your lawn up. Uh, you know, the, uh, up to three inches, uh, you know, don't let that lawnmower go down. You want to make sure that you keep it up, uh, to about three inches and that will give uh, enough, uh, hold enough shade on top of the fiber roots and also the moisture, uh, holds a lot longer by doing that. Uh, and make sure that, uh, you know, the blades stay, um, stay good and sharp. Another thing that, uh, you know, if you, um, if you enjoy, uh, you know, vegetables, uh, like, uh, the, um, Endive, escarole, spinach, uh, radicchio, Swiss chard, uh, beets, radish, carrots, beans. Uh, this is that, this is the time that you can put uh, the crop in, especially for the leafy vegetables, like, like I mentioned, escarole, endive, chicory, uh, radicchio. Those are things that they will grow, uh, just beautifully September, October, November. And December, you know, they will, they like the cold, especially, uh, endive and the escrow and the radicchio, they like the cold. Um, so if you sow them now, 
uh, you will have a tremendous crop to harvest all the way into uh, into the very very cold uh, uh, area, and um, the 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 best time to, you know the soil is nice and warm now. Uh, just get it prepared, get a nice patch prepared, clean it all up, work it in, put some planting mix inside there, work the uh, the soil, sow the seed right into the soil, and uh, just keep it moist. Uh, it will be coming up very quickly. Uh, as it comes up, uh, just to make sure that uh, you keep it moist and uh, you will see that by the time we get into the end of uh, August, uh, early September, you start harvesting and uh, you will harvest. Don't pull the plants out, just cut them. Uh, they keep regenerating all the way through the um you know, through the fall, uh, if they get to be a little bit too thick, dig them up, replant them, uh, give them the space, because especially like the endive and the escrow, they will get to be 10 to 12, 14 inches wide. Uh, just uh, amazing plants, what they do uh, at that time of the year. So uh, just uh, a great way to have, uh, you know, greens all the way into the uh, into the fall. If, you're, if you have uh, planters, if you have, uh, you know, pots, you can do that in a pot. It does not, not have to be... Do- does not have to be done in the soil uh you can do you know you can do in all of that um so that would be uh you know some of the um the you know the things that you can get prepared uh but you want to sow those you know between you know in the next by uh, in the next week uh really to be ready so when it comes september you can start harvesting uh make sure that you water the lawn uh but you know twice a week about half at least about an inch a week so uh make sure that um, you're watering uh you know your lawn about an inch a week couple of times a week half inch at a time everything on your all your landscape plant we're going to be into a dry period make sure that you do pay attention to the watering especially plants that they are under overhangs uh they have a tendency to get much much drier than um, than the other uh the uh, the roses uh give them a good heavy feeding this is basically your last feeding for the year um you, you know just to use a rose stone uh, very, very uh, uh, organic, very uh, effective, lasts a long time, uh, really very easy to, uh, to do, but this would be the time to do it, uh, and you're pretty well done for the year. Also on the roses, make sure that you remove all the spent uh, areas where the, the blooms were there. Uh, cut those off. When you go down, always go down to the third node, take the um, the tip off, uh, those, so it's got room to re-break and, uh, and set up a new, uh, you know, new uh, uh, flower buds over there. Uh, the uh, cra- you know, crab grass is starting to show up very, very heavy, especially with the moisture that we had la- last month. Uh, we had quite a bit of rain in, in a lot of areas, so the crab grass has been very, very evident. Use Weed Be Gone plus crab grass killer. Um, that will take care of it. One application should take care of it. The same thing with the nuts edge. You know, it's also starting to show up. Nuts edge is that uh, kind of a yellow uh, uh it looks like grass, but it's, you know it grows like about three times faster than grass. It comes right up. Uh, the best way to control it with barnide sedge ender, uh, just to spray it, and that will that will take care of it. Uh, the same thing with a lot of moths um, on the uh, you see on the lawns. You know you see all these moths, kind of a little bit of webs on top of the lawn. Uh, so if you see those on your, um, you know, in the, um, you know, on your lawn, you want to use home defense granules for lawns, uh, water water it in. Uh, this will also get rid of the ants, the fleas, and the ticks 
uh, in your lung. So, but, you know, if you start to see that, um, it's time to apply that so that you make sure that, uh, you know, especially, uh, uh, on the ticks and the, um, and the fleas, you know, with the animals, you really don't want to have those, uh, in your grass. Powder mildew with the moisture, um, it definitely is becoming more of a, and this month it gets to be a little bit heavier because you'll start to see in the morning, you'll start to see a lot of dew on the grass, you'll start to see a lot of dew on your landscape. Um, so powder mildew will become a lot more, uh, uh, evident, especially on squash and melons and grapes, all ornamental, you know, like the lilacs, the tall flax, the clematis. Uh, use copper fungicide on those and use fungicide or infuse on ornamental. So on your, your flowering shrubs and that, uh, you want to use fungicide or infuse. Uh, spider mites, um, that's another one that's really, uh, becoming very evident, especially on burning bushes, uh, roses, junipers, and many perennials. You'll see a lot of them on perennials. Uh, use bio-advanced insect disease and mite spray. Uh, especially on the underside of the leaves. You want to make sure that you can get as much under as you can possibly can. Um, the, the, you know, you want to also apply these, uh, when you, when there's no chance of rain for the day. So it gets, uh, an all day to, you know, to, um, you know, to, to, to really work and set on it. Uh, protect your vegetables with herb and, and your herbs against uh, the, uh, you know, especially the chewing insects are very active now. Captain Jack's Dead Brew, uh, you can use that on all your vegetables. It's a 100% totally organic, especially for cucumber, beetles, squash border, white fly, leaf miner, corn border, Colorado potato beetle, and cabbage moth. Uh, you want to make sure that, uh, you will go, you know, you go stay on top of it before, uh, they get in there. So make sure that, um, you know, you, you know, you go ahead and take care of that. On your pines and your spruces, you want to make sure that you also drench those with bonite annual tree and shrub drench. Uh, you do this once a year, uh, and this is the time to do it. You want to do this, uh, you know, um, you, you don't spray the tree. You just kind of drench the, uh, the drip area of the, um, you know, of the, um, your, your pines and your spruces. Uh, you can also use it to control leaf miner on magnolias, columbine, boxwoods, and other plants, uh, in your landscape. So, uh, this is the time to do that, uh, especially in the night, you know, anytime this month. Uh, and then you'll be pretty much all set for the year. Uh, these are some of the things that uh, you want to take a look at, um, you know, from a standpoint of uh, addressing, uh, for this month, uh, so that uh, you'll be, uh, you know, well protected. You're listening to Gardening with Angel. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. We're going to take a short pause. We'll be right back. And their family. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angela. Morning, Angela. How are you today? Excellent. How are you? I'm great. Um, I have a question on pines and spruces. I have a couple um, pines, white pines, the eastern ones, and they have flushed so much this year that if they're going into my other um like my spruces in my Norway, mm -hmm. can I still cut those? I've been reading on that, and they say it's best to do that in the spring because they're like going into the tree, other trees. No, no, uh, uh, you can definitely trim those now. Okay. What what uh, you can do, you can take as much as seventy five percent of the new growth off. Okay. Now, when you make the cut, um, you want to try not to leave a stub there. 
if you look at um, if you look at the stem, okay. uh, you find that you you get they're visible. Uh, these little they look like little beads. Okay. Uh, those are that's where the buds are at. When you make the cut, just to make sure that you make a clean cut between the between the buds. Uh, so that you don't wind up with the stuff, but um, you know th this is the time to trim. This is the best time to trim because they got plenty of time to set all the buds for next year. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, I would. You know, I don't know if you fed them uh, this summer. Yeah. 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 I would just go ahead and uh, do that, and then when it comes late October, middle of November, after the uh, the temperature really cooled down, I would feed them again. At that time, that's really a, a best way to keep those plants really healthy and um, and really growing well. Even the spruces, like the Serbian yeah, and the Colorado, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Any really any evergreen that you have, from junipers to taxes to boxwoods to uh, okay. uh, if it's an evergreen uh, with needles, you can definitely trim that now. Oh, great! Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, we well, okay. have a great day. Thank you. Yeah. You too. Mm, bye bye. Bye bye. Morning, Rangelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good how, morning. How we doing? Oh, fine, thank. Um, I have some mountain laurels that are sickly looking. Uh, some of them are really healthy, but I have few that have like brown leaves on them. And then on the branches, they have like little florets. Okay. And. Um, what can I do about them? I was going okay, to the, the, back. Okay, the ones that, um, let me ask you, are they nice and full to the bottom? Uh, no. No. Okay, uh, are they all that way or just some of them? Some of them. Okay. The ones that they are, you know, sparse and, um, not, you know, and uh, not looking well, uh, what I would do, I would actually cut those down to like about um, 10, 12 inches. And uh, let them rebreak out of the bottom. You know, feed them heavy. I would feed them uh, Osmocote at, at this time. Normally, I would never recommend that uh, for those plants, but uh, I would feed them with that now so that they can really get a lot of, um, uh, you know, a big boost and get into the ground, you know, very quickly uh, so that they can go ahead and get started. Um, and then the, uh, uh, that, that's really the best way to get, you know, to get them, uh, uh, back up. Uh, and then keep it, you know, the others, what I, I would feed them, uh, you know, I just would feed them holly tone and iron tone, uh, the ones that you're not cutting back. Um, I would just, you know, I would spray them, uh, with either Captain Jack's dead brew. Uh, so that uh, you you know uh, just uh, to, as a general insecticide on them, uh, but that um, and uh, at this time of the year sometimes they will have uh, they, you know they are going to drop some uh, some old foliage. Uh, it's not uh, uh, you know non, not uh, you know not typical. Uh, but you know another thing that you can do if you see that uh, you know it comes at the end of the year they still don't look uh, up to par. Uh, when it comes next spring you can actually cut those back hard. I said down to uh, eight to ten inches, and just let them all reflush right out of the ground, and um, it, it's not uh, it's not a bad thing to do them, especially as they get uh, old. The plants get old, uh, not bad to rejuvenate, reju rejuvenate them that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, the um, indigo and the. Uh Siberian irises. I was cutting them. You told me to cut them like mid-August. Yep. Um, am I ready to cut them now? Maybe. Yeah, I would go ahead and cut. You know, you can go ahead and cut them. Uh, you know, any time now. Uh, they should be. Uh, you know, uh, they should be pretty well done. So yeah, just go ahead and do that. 
Uh, should I feed them something? I would just fe- I would just feed them plantain and iron tone. Okay. Uh, how about those flowering uh, guerras and uh, the astrobas that are no longer? Do I cut those back and feed them? Yeah, if they're down blooming, just go ahead and cut them back. Okay, and the azaleas and the rhododendrons, do they need something for the winter? I, I would feed those at the end of October, uh, early November. Uh, you, the, you don't want them to regrow. You want to get you want to get them to be. Uh, you, we're, we're done with the warm weather. We're into the cold weather. That would be the time to do that. Uh, late October, middle of November. All right, all right. Thank okay. you so Okay. Well, enjoy your day. Okay. Yeah. You too. Yeah. Bye bye. Morgan Arangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Oh, fine. How about you? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, the reason I'm calling, um, calling about a new lawn that was installed at a home that I have. It's just a, like a postage stamp lawn, but the builder, you know, installed it, and it was done maybe about six weeks ago. And it came up, and we're getting a lot of which I think is crabgrass. And also another type of a um, of a grass that's a, I think you said is like sedge grass. Yeah. Uh, it's light colored. Light colored. It grows yeah. real fast, much faster than the, than the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing I I'm you know I don't know how to treat it because it being a new lawn I don't want to start putting. Uh, weed control products on it, and then it, uh, you know, is is the law is the rest of it up? Uh yeah. Yeah, it, what I yeah what I would do is I would go ahead and use the uh, Weed Be Gone Plus Crabgrass uh, Control on it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and spray it with that, and then another thing that I would do, uh, I would go ahead and overseed it. <clears throat> Wait about um, a week or so. Or a couple of weeks that crab that crabgrass will die down very soon. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. And uh, once the um, uh, within a couple of weeks that crabgrass will be gone, I would just go ahead and overseed it again. Um, the best way to to really keep that grass filling up and really uh, doing well will be just by uh, you overseeding it now. And I would go ahead and overseed it again uh, when it comes early spring, like late um, late February, early March. As soon as you can uh, uh, walk on it, I would go ahead and overseed it again. Uh, that would that will make it really nice and thick, and that will kind of choke everything out on its own. Um, but for now, the, the the thing that you want to get rid of is that crabgrass, that because that will just keep on spreading and reseeding itself. So that is, you want to get rid of that. I started to um, pull it out. I don't know if I'm doing more. You're, damage you're doing now. you're doing more damage than good with that. Really? The, yeah. The best thing to do is just uh, spray it. It will be gone very quickly. Okay. Um, and then just, you know, I said, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, just then, uh, just go ahead and overseed. Uh, great time of the year to overseed, so that would be the time to do it. Okay. All right. Um, what type of seed do you think, suggest I use on that? Uh, you know, I would just use a, uh, you know, if you know what the builder used on there, um, I'm sure it's a, a bluegrass fescue mix. Uh, just a good premium grass will, uh, will do the job. Okay. Okay. I'll- Okay, thank you very much. All right. You have a great day. Yep. You too. Mm, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Morgan Arangelo. 
Hello, good morning. Yeah, hi there. Um, my drift roses bloomed in June and then really haven't done much since. I do deadhead them. Uh, when can I prune them or should I prune them? And uh, I usually feed them with uh, Miller granite. What else should I be feeding them with? Uh, I would just would go ahead. I would feed them with a uh, uh, roast food. I know you can use uh, Osmocote on there, and I would go ahead and feed them now. Feed them heavy with that. I'm kind of surprised that they bloom. You said they bloomed uh, in June, and that they have not bloomed since. Yeah, they they bloomed really well in June. The whole plant was full of blooms. Um, and since then, I just get a few blooms, not as many. Okay, but uh, uh, trim off all the uh, you know, give it a nice trim. And okay. feed them now, and they should just go on on a just a you know blooming rage all the way between now and all the way into the snow flies. Okay, and then uh, my thank you. My spirea have a fungus. Um, they seem to do it every year. A couple of the spirea. Uh, do I want to cut them down hard? Yeah, what I would do, uh, I, I would do two things. First, I would go ahead and spray it uh, with a fungicide. You can use uh, you know uh, the uh, copper fungicide on it. Uh, wait a, you know, after you do that, wait about four or five days, then go ahead and cut the plant back down to the size of a basketball, about like a 10, 12 inch basketball. Okay. Cut, cut the whole thing back, feed it, it'll be right back up in full leaves, and the, um, uh, it should be a, it should be a re, it should be reblooming all over again, and, um, it should be, uh, you know, just really beautiful all the way through, uh, the end of the year. Uh, if it's down blooming by the end of, um, by the end of September, you can actually cut them back again, and they would actually rebloom again. Okay, and uh, can I do that with privet also? Uh, yeah, privet. You can go ahead and you can cut that down any time of the year. Um, you can, you know, is it like the yellow privet or green privet? Yeah. Yellow. The yellow privet. Yeah, you can cut that down and keep it in the size that you want. Pretty much, uh, if you know, if you have to cut it down two or three times through the summer, uh, you can do that at any time. Okay. And uh, my bee balm are spent. Do I want to cut those back now? Uh, on the bee balm, yeah, I would cut them back, and I would also spray them with, since you're going to be spraying the fungicide on the uh, spirea, just go ahead and spray the bee balm with the fungicide. Uh, they do have a tendency at times to get a little bit of uh, powder mildew, especially with uh, when it comes at this time of the year that we start to get the dew in the morning. That will definitely uh, help uh, control that. Okay. Um and then my knockout roses, they look like Swiss cheese, um, uh, and they don't flower. Uh, what do I need to do with those? Uh, they haven't flowered all spring, or, or they're uh, just they spread it? And then they just kind of, uh, I think two of them flowered well. One didn't flower at all. Okay, I would go ahead and cut those back. Cut them back hard, like about halfway. Uh, give them a good trim. Remove some of that old wood. Feed them heavy. Uh, you know, I would just go ahead and feed them with Osmocote now at this time of the year. Feed them heavy. Uh, and they should be, uh, by the end of the month, they should all be, re, you know, reflushed and re, um, you know, uh, relieved, uh, to where you would have, uh, you know, quite a, you know, blooming, to, uh, to show all the whole month of September and October. Uh, okay. sometimes, you know, sometimes on these plants, the wood gets old. When the wood gets too old and you don't keep uh, re renovating it, uh, basically they kind of, uh, they'll, they'll bloom at a minimum because you wind up with so much wood there to support. Uh, it's really important that in the spring you take the roses, cut them down to literally to like about a 10-inch basketball. And okay, these are, are topiary. The uh, knockouts? 
Yeah. Oh, they're, they're trees? Yeah, well, yeah, they were shaped in your nursery. Okay. Uh, if they're a tree, the same, I would do the same thing there. Just, you still want to bring that, that whole top down to a basketball size, you know, cut it there and then remove some of that old wood, you know. Okay. okay. They're only about years old, so there's not a ton of old wood. Um, how old uh, are they? I'm sorry. How old are they? Two years? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Uh, I, they're still, you know, they still get the, you know, the last year's wood is old wood. You want to, you want to re, really re, uh, regenerate all new wood every year. Uh, right. that's really what you want to do. You want to leave enough there to, to give you the structure of the plant and remove the rest. Okay. So you said do that in the fall? I, I would, you can do that now. You can do that now. I'll do that now. Okay. Okay. And then what, what did you say to give the, uh, the evergreens at the start of the show? Yeah, you can go ahead and trim and put him out all, all the evergreens now. And you said to soak them with oh, the drip line with bonite? Yeah, the bonite, the, you know, a, a tree and shrub protection. Okay. All right, good. I'll do that. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to take a short pause for the news. We'll be right back. And their families. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Gardening with Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you, sir? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I've got a question on lilacs okay. and Rosa Sharon. I uh, uh, cut a lilac start off of an existing, excuse me, off an existing bush. And I had a seed pot that uh, the Rose of Sharon are coming up. Well, I, I got them in 12-inch pots. When, what time of year do I transplant those? Um, I would, uh, the uh, both of them, I would plant them like in uh, uh, mid-September. So that, uh, are, they, are they fully rooted in your pot? Uh, yes, sir. They're about 18 inches high, and they're very healthy. Okay, okay. and the roots, the roots are nice and full in the pot, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I, I would do it mid-September. Um, the uh, the days will be a, a lot. You know, they'll be cooler. The nights will be cooler. Uh, they got plenty of time to be fully rooted uh, before they go into winter. Uh, so that would be the time that I would do that. Okay. Then one other question. I'm in uh, total yellow clay here. So how do I? Uh... I, I would just uh, get uh, you know dig the hole where they're going to be. Um, uh, where you're going to put them at, put the soil on the side, get plenty mix, uh, work that into the soil on a 50-50 basis, uh, put it, put them back in, you know, put around, all around the, the roots and the, and the base. We want the plant to be about two and a half to three inches above your grade so that it kind of slope from the center out so the water has a tendency to run off. I would go ahead and when you once once you're done with that, put a little, about two inches of mulch on top of it and you're in good shape. Okay, thank you very much. Have All a right. good week. Have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Morgan Hello. Hello. Good morning. Um I have a question about cone flowers. Go ahead. Mine mine flop over. Is there any way to I don't know, should I be cutting them back or something like that to make their stem stronger? Yeah, as they get uh, as the plants get older, uh they will definitely uh, get stronger. Uh what I would do is uh you know, you know, for now, you can use either um 
uh, bamboo stakes to kind of hold them up, you, yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know, stake them. Uh, the, another way that, you know, in the spring, when they, when they first come up and they get to be like about 10, 12 inches tall, uh-huh. uh, you can go ahead and cut them and you just go ahead and cut them back halfway. Just go, just cut them right off down the, uh, down the six inches. Uh, that will fill out the whole bottom, but generally as the, as the plant gets older, uh, the rhizomes gets a lot bigger and they, they will hold up a lot better. Um, now there's several, there's a lot of different varieties of coneflowers. Some of them are quite tall and, yeah. so, and some of them are short. The tall ones, I think, you know, uh, you're always going to have to help them up, uh, to stay, to stay up. Uh, if we get a good heavy rain and, um, with some winds, it will flop them over. Uh, the, the flowers, they get to be, you know, they, they, they flower, uh, such a large, um, not only the flowers are big, but they have a cluster of flowers on the top. Uh, so sometimes the, the water gets into the, into the flower and makes the flower a lot heavier. Uh, so on those real tall ones, I would still go ahead and stake them. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. I have several, um, um, plants. I have cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli, and marigolds. And something is eating them, especially the marigold heads. Is there something I could do about that? Yeah, I would just go ahead and spray Captain Jack's dead brew on that. Make sure that you get underneath the leaves. Captain uh, Jack's. Let me write that yeah. down. Okay. It's organic. You can spray that on your vegetables. Uh, not a problem. Do it uh, three times, about three days apart. Three times, three days apart. Okay. Is Good. it bad for the uh, dogs or anything? No, 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 not at all. No, you can you you can actually pick the fruit and uh, eat it. Uh, you know, right after. That's not oh. a, not a problem. Not a oh. problem. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much. All right. I enjoy well, your show. Thank you. You have a great day. You yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How we doing? Good. Good. Uh, I have a question. I lost all my raspberries in June when we had all that rain, and uh, my ground is real clay and hard, and now it's all weeds. Am I going to get these raspberries back? Yeah, but when you said you lost them, did you lose the plants or you lost the fruit? Yeah. uh, Go ahead. Hello? Pardon? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. You didn't didn't come. in June, in June, I uh, when I lost them, I cut all the plants down, uh, and then um, yeah. and then I uh, now there's all weeds there. Did you cut the, you you cut all the plants down to the ground? Yes. Did they come back up? Some of them did, but not all of them. Huh? When you, did you? I mean, they just kind of died, or you know what happened? I mean, well, the the leaves all turned brown and shriveled. Okay, you got a yeah, you got a fungus on there. Um, yeah, what I would you know, but you can use if you got grass in there, you can use. There's a product called Grass Be Gone. You can go ahead. You can actually go ahead and spray that. Uh, you're not going to hurt the, the raspberries, um, and the, it'll kill the grass. But the um, you know the uh, you know if you cut the uh, the raspberries back, they should have all been back. And you you should even have had a lot of it coming right out of the ground. Um, right out of the rhizomes into the uh, from the ground, uh, you you don't have any of that. No, not very little. Cop maybe just a few. Okay, well, there's not a whole lot that you can do about it now. What I would do is, you know, just get rid of the grass so that they um, 
they have room to grow and I would um, I just would go ahead and feed them and then when it comes at the end of the season just go ahead and cut them down to the ground and uh, then you'll see what happens next spring how much of it comes back um, and hopefully they all kind of break through the ground and come you know come back again uh, and then you should be okay from there. One thing on raspberries, you know, in the spring when you when we go into um, from um, a spring to summer weather, uh, you you have to really be uh, on top of them to spray them with copper fungicide. Uh, when we get that weather, that goes like you know from the seventies to the like this year we had, if you remember, a Memorial Weekend, you know, couple, you know, a few days before that was all in the sixties. And right. then, and then all of a sudden we went into the nineties. When that big swinging temperature comes, uh, they, at that time of the year, the, the, the foliage on these plants is not strong enough to handle the heat. And that's how the, uh, the, the fungus sets in very quickly. You know, you get these morning dews on there and then the heat and it just burns them up and you, you wind up with, uh, you know, with the, um, the fungus on there. So when you, when, whenever you, you hear that, you know, you see that the temperatures are going to go from, you know, sixties or low seventies into high eighties, low nineties, you want to get ahead of that, make sure that you spray them with that. Well, what what about the ground? Uh, is there anything I could do about the ground being that it's all clay and real hard, and I, I can't? Yeah, you can, I mean, you can you can get a fork, like you know, a pitchfork, and kind of you know work around it. Uh, you know, go down about three four inches if you can, and uh, you know, just kind of open it up, get some air in there. Another thing that you could do. Uh, you can do it now, but I would do that in the spring. Let it come back up. As soon as they get to be like, you see that they, you know, they're about like two or three inches and the new mm-hmm. growth starts, dig up the whole clump and, uh, put it on the side, get that ground really worked and really prepared, and then just go ahead and put them back in. Uh, that oh, way okay. you can get, the way you can get the ground, uh, you know, do, you know, put, put some good organics in there, go down about 10, 12 inches, work it all in, then go ahead and plant them. There's also a product that's, uh, it's an aggregate, uh, that's a, called Clay Buster. Uh, you can go ahead and mix some of that. That does retain the moisture and it releases the moisture, but the most important thing that it does, it does aerate the soil. Uh, it keeps air going into the into the root system all the time, it, and it never breaks down. It stays there forever. So, um, it's in in very um, uh, clay hard uh, to work ground, uh, because what happens? It just gets choked out. There's no air going in there, and it just doesn't. Uh, that that really works well. So that's what I would do when it comes. Uh, uh, either you can, you can even do that this fall, in, you know, late September. You can go ahead and dig that whole clump up then and, um, revitalize all the ground, put it back in, uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully that next spring you get a lot more out of it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. One, Our, one more question about sure. hibiscus. Uh, we have a hibiscus that's not performing and it was root bound. My wife cut the roots off, but now it's just not growing. Is, is it a tropical hibiscus? Yes, it's a tropical one. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, well, what I would do with that, um, you can go ahead and take it out of the pot, cut the bottom off, take about two to two, to two and a half inches off the bottom, look at it, you know, if there's any roots there that they're uh, thicker than a pencil, cut those off, and with your hands kind of really rip the sides out. And it needs to be in, going to a bigger pot, whatever size it is now. Uh, go up, you know, two or two or three inches from there, and uh, fill it in with the new soil, uh, and the plant will do a lot better. 
Once they get root bound, they just don't get the nutrients. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. You, well, you have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good morning, Angelo. Good. How are you today? You're doing great. Thank you. Good. I have two quick questions. Um, one, I heard you speaking earlier about a Siberian iris. I believe ours is, it's like a great big plant, almost like shrub-like. Okay. With the cluster. Yep. With, yep. Um, it is so heavy, and they just fall over. We've no, tried everything. Ju- no, we just guides up. No, cut them down. Cut, cut them down to like about six inches. You, so even in the mid-season, we can? You can do that now. They're done blooming. They're done for the year. So just go ahead and cut them down. To the, just cut them down to like about six inches, and they're, uh, they'll be just fine. All right. Maybe they're not. They just keep blooming. They're like ever blooming. Uh, we still have plenty of clusters. I don't know if there's another type of iris. It's not the bearded iris. You know, if, um, it, if it would be, uh, if it, any of the iris, they don't, re, you know, I mean, they don't just, Keep on blooming, you know, continuously. Um, if it if it's a plant that keeps reblooming, I would still go ahead and, and, it, and it got so big that it flops over. Either you um, you know put like a, you know either a peony ring that can hold it up or create. A, and we did try to, and some of them like slip through the rings. The clusters to, are so heavy; they're just you know tilting it over okay we can cut them down now yeah i would go ahead you know if, if it's a re-blooming, re-blooming plant cut it down to like about uh, 10 you know 8 10 inches okay and you know feed it they will if it's a re-blooming they will re-break and re-bloom it'll, it'll be a much shorter plant it'll be a much fuller plant okay um and each year they keep getting bigger. Should I separate them or do anything at the end of the season? Uh, you know, without me not knowing, without yeah. not knowing what it is, I, I would hate to say yes. And uh, yeah, generally, generally you can do that uh, with most perennials. You know, generally it's not a problem to do that. Uh, but you you want to make sure that it's not just one uh one trunk just coming out if it's just one you split it that would not be uh that would not be good uh, you know but if it's if it's a multiple uh if you know multiple shoots that just come out of the ground uh those yeah. you, those you can definitely cut and re, you know break them up and replant them okay um my second question is on uh we received a beautiful hydrangea plant we put it in where we thought there was like shade but just a little sun um and the whole top it's it's brand new this year the whole tops of the flowers are like a real dark purpley um i don't know they're not brown like dead they're a really really dark color like the tips of the blooms okay um Um, now this uh, would this like a florist type of uh ranges that you got uh it was a plant that we got actually at your Epitides. It was a, it was a hydrangea plant. It okay. was in a pod. Okay, uh, but generally, they, you know, one thing hydrangeas don't like that that much shade. They, you know, they like like late afternoon shade, but they don't like to they don't like to be in the shade ninety uh, percent of the time. You're not going to get any blooms out of that. All right. Actually, it's a lot more sunny than we thought it was. Okay. So if it if it gets about six hours or more of sun, they'll do real well. But what you're saying now is that the flowers are the flowers spent. 
No, it's actually the tips of the blooms. Yeah, oh, they're turning brown, like brownish, like the flower. Yeah. The flower is done. So what okay. happens is they come in the flower. Uh, they you know they last about three to four weeks. The flowers, and when they start to get done, then they start to either brown out it. We cut that flower off. Those, those are all rebloomers. So cut, okay. the, cut the flower off. Go down one node below the where the flower is. One node down. One ma- node below yeah, the flower. Ma- make a cut over there, and they they will reset and rebud. Okay. Will they do it anymore this year? Or oh yeah, next yeah, year? yeah. Okay, no, like, yeah, they will. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for All your right. help. We you, love listening to your show. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. You too. Mm, bye bye. Morgan Angelo. Yes, Angelo. Uh, I have a problem with my tomato plants. Okay. Uh, they are uh, wilting out when the sun's on them, and they get a little weaker every day and keep wilting. And I don't quite know what's going on with it. The um, I mean, the, the tomatoes will generally wilt during the day. It's kind of a normal thing for them to do to save uh, uh, moisture. Uh, and in the morning, when you when you come out a day back up and um, nice and up, or no? Well, they're up, but not like they had been. They get a little. They get progressively worse every day. I've already lost two plants. Okay, so there's something else going on. Right. Uh, yeah, what, you know, one thing, I, the first thing I would do is make sure that you spray them with fungicide, the copper okay. fungicide. Okay. Make sure you get those underneath. Another thing that tomatoes like, are they in full sun? Yes. Okay. Well, they're, they're full sun for the morning. About 2 o'clock, they start to shade out. Okay. I put them there on purpose. Yeah, yeah that's okay. That, they should do well there. Uh, one thing that I would do, um, if, uh, get like a fork or a pitching fork. If you can just kind of uh, op- kind of aerate the soil around the base, Okay. that will help. Sometimes what happens, the uh, the soil there gets pretty packed. And sometimes ah. even though we think that we water, the water kind of runs off. Okay. So just uh, kind of open it up a little bit so that you get the uh, – you create an area so water can really penetrate in there. Uh, and I would uh, I would feed them, you know, just put a little bit of plant tone and iron tone on them. Okay. Uh, th- that will that will help. Uh, but I think the you know the most important thing: spray with the um, copper fungicide, get it underneath uh, the foliage, and uh-huh. then I think the if you know if you can just open up a little bit of uh, air into the soil and right. put put just a little bit of plant tone on there, I think that that'll make a big difference. I certainly appreciate the help, sir. You have Our, a fine day. Have a great day. Yeah, enjoy it. Bye-bye. Bye. Morgan, how Angelo? Hello, good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Yes, I have a question about a hydrangea. Uh-huh. Uh, it's twice the size of the other one, so I believe it's an old one, and we want to move it and replant a smaller one in there. Okay. Uh, should I cut that all the way down? To half its size, so what? So move the, it. the the flowers. What the flowers look like? Um, they're kind of red, red um, and purple. I, okay, is this one of the mop heads? No, it's it's just the original hydrangea. Yeah, the the one that have like cone, more like a cone shaped flowers. No, no, it's not cone shaped. It's a more of a mop head. Mop head. Okay, uh, the the time to do that would probably be uh, mid September. That would okay. be a, yeah, and I, when you do it, I would go ahead and cut that back halfway. Okay. And, um, get the, uh, get the, the, uh, hole prepared first. You know, dig, uh, dig the hole. Uh, you want to dig the hole wider and deeper. You want to make yes. sure that, uh, it's got, uh, 
take the soil on the side, mix some planting mix, put a little bit of uh, uh, halitone and um, iron tone in there, work it all together. Uh, but work the soil really well. When you dig the plant, just move it, you know, move it there and just fill it in, water it in real well, put some mulch, about two inches of mulch on top of it. Uh, you should be good to go with no problem whatsoever. Um, do it on, you know, if, when you do it, uh, do it on a, if you can do it on a cloudy day, it's a lot easier on a plant to do that. Okay. Um, versus doing it on a bright sunny day. If you can do that, 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 that usually it's easier on the plant to, to be moved. You say mid-September. Mid-September would be the perfect time to do that. Okay. Thank you very much. All I'd right. like to say good morning to my neighbors. Go ahead. Jim and Mary Buckley, good morning. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, yeah, okay you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I have a question about a dwarf rose of Sharon. I apologize if you've already answered this this morning. Oh, no problem. Go ahead. Um, it's coming to the end of its blooming season, and I would like to know when is the best time to cut that back, and then do I feed it with anything when I cut it back? Um, the, uh, what I would do, I would just leave it there. Um, and I would, um, when it comes next March at the end of March, yes, I would go ahead and cut that down to like about, uh, eight, um, eight inches or so. Okay. And, um, at that time feed it, um, you know, put the, you know, plant tone and iron tone, uh, and do that again at the end of, um, the end of June. You're pretty well set for the year, but that is the, that is the best time to cut them back is then. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, your program and all your knowledge. All right. Well, yeah, great. have a great day. Yeah, you bye-bye. 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 Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Go ahead. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a couple quick, quick questions. I'm planning to redo my rear property or my yard. And is it best to go in and spray it with Roundup and kill everything before I degrade it? You're talking about the lawn? Yes. Okay. Um, is the lawn, uh, does the lawn need to be regraded or is the lawn yes. okay? Yes. There was a tree there that I took down and there's a hump around it, so I want to level all that out. Okay. Yeah. I, I, what I would do is um, I would go ahead and regrade, I would spray the, the whole lawn with Roundup. Okay. Um, you can go back into it in two weeks. Uh, what I would do, uh, the the area where you have the hump, just go ahead and regrade that, and bef- uh, after you spray, you know, before you spray Roundup, cut the grass as low as your lawnmower will go first. Okay. Okay. Then spray with Roundup. Then go ahead and level the area where you have the hump, but mm-hmm. any place where the the grade is okay, I would just go ahead and leave the old grass there. Okay. Then you can get a detacher. Run the detach. The detacher's got blades in there. Sink the detacher yeah. down about three quarters of an inch. Run that both ways. Clean it all up. Put the seed down. Put the fertilizer down. Put the lime down. Water it in. You'll have a beautiful lawn there. Best time to do that would be the end of August. Correct. And one other quick question: I have some holly bushes that I that have overgrown, and I'd like to trim those back. When's the best time to do that? I, I would, you know, you can go ahead and kind of trim them back, uh, you know, shape them now. But the best time to cut them hard is uh, the end of March, early April. You actually have to wait until you see hollies get like these little flowers, like you know, very 
mm-hmm. um, when you see that little that little bead show up, uh, it can be any any time between the end of March and the middle of April. At that time, you can cut them back really hard, and they will go ahead, you know they will, they will go back and uh, reflush and be absolutely beautiful again. Okay, thank you. All right, well you have a great day. Yep, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Yes, Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. We only have one minute, so. Okay, garlics and onions. I can't grow them. They come up, they're green, and then they just sort of wilt down. Huh? When do you plant your garlic? Um, well, I haven't planted garlic for a couple of years, uh, but I mean, I planted my onions this spring. Yeah, the the uh, the onions. What I would do in uh, you sow them, or mm-hmm. yeah, no uh, sets. The sets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's something wrong with the soil. I mean, that should be the easiest thing in the world to grow. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, everything else grows great. Yeah, what I would do is make sure you really uh, uh, put some, um, you know, compost in there. Uh, they like very rich soil and very loose soil, uh, so work that in. Uh, but that, that's really, I mean, that's really all there is to them. The garlic, if you want to grow garlic, put it in the fall. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, the hour has gone by awful fast. Just a beautiful day out there. Just beautiful. Uh, looks like the, you know the next couple of weeks the weather uh, should be very very enjoyable to be out and about. Uh, enjoy the day. Enjoy the weekend. And I'll be back next Saturday. Bye bye.